Hi, and welcome back. Thank you for taking the time. This is the Judaism From Within podcast, where we work our way through the writings and the thinking of Rabbi Shamshin Rafal Hirsch. I'm Simi Lerner, coming to you from Ramat Bachemesh. So last week, we worked our way through part one of the reasons for the idea of Shabbos. Why don't we work on Shabbos? Rav Hirsch gives over a hypothesis, an idea, a system in which that fits in the greater picture of what Judaism is trying to achieve. What does Shabbos give over? Well, to summarize it briefly, by withholding from work on Shabbos, by mirroring my creator, because God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. That notion of creation, not a scientific hypothesis, but a religious confirmation of the concept of meaning, that there is purpose to the universe. God created, meaning he didn't have to, it means it had an intention behind it. That's what creation entails. And withholding from creation gives a divine seal to what came before, meaning everything had a purpose, the purpose was accomplished. That's why Shabbos always represents the higher goal of humanity. God withdraws, leaving space for humanity. Hence the meaning and humanity and the purpose of mankind is all inbuilt in this idea of Shabbos. And at that point, God asks us to withhold from creative activity. On that very day, where the divine seal was given to existence, we withhold from creative activity, not work, and that's an important point that we're going to develop in this week's discussion. Not action, not work, not you can schlep a bed up and down your stairs all day and all night. We're talking about a very specific human endeavor, man's creative power over the physical world. That is what we mean by a melacha. And by withholding from that, a person demonstrates that he doesn't look at himself as the owner, as the ruler, the one who gives purpose. No, he is the one who receives purpose. That notion of withholding shows that you look at God as being the ultimate owner of reality. That leaves space for a relationship. If it is only me, and it is only me within my all-encompassing being, being responsible and owning all of reality, then there's no space for God. There's no space for a relationship. That's why Rav Hirsch looks at covenant as having its root in the relationship of Shabbos. We live out this aspect of the relationship on Shabbos that we have space for God in our lives. By withholding from mankind's ability to act creatively on the natural world. So that was the idea of Shabbos. But now let's draw it into the halacha. Draw it into the lived experience of the Jew. Because we mentioned last week, Shabbos in its broadest sense is a universal human idea of purpose a relationship with God, but the Jews are the custodians of this. That is why we live it out symbolically in our lives. So let's break it down into the actual melachas. There are 39 melachas. Now they have their root in the creation of the Mishkan, which in some way represents the most sublime expression of human creativity. But I don't want to go into the philosophical realm of discussing why these melachas are relevant. Rav Hirsch draws us into the notion of a melacha. Once again, God withheld from creative activity. We don't think God withheld from all activity. Existence still remained. We think God stopped the creative endeavor. Hence, the creative endeavor to mirror that in our own lives, to do a going God's way in our lives, it has to reflect that. And Rav Hirsch says it reflects it beautifully from a point of view of Jewish law. 
We are not told not to exert ourselves. We are told not to do a malacha. So let's break down the criteria of what makes up a malacha. A malacha isn't just action. A malacha is something that involves a certain consciousness, intention, an aim, and a means of how to accomplish this goal. These are four. There are two more, but these are the four primary ideas that come into play whether an action is considered a malacha or not. It's not just an action. It has to have this criteria. It has to have an intention. It has to have a, a goal. It has to have a means of accomplishing that goal and a certain conscious state of mind. And all of these fit in to whether we would call something creative or not. If it isn't done with the conscious intention of doing what you're trying to do, if the work was done unconsciously, what the phrase that's used by Chazal is misasek, then it doesn't reflect the genuine human personality. It's done like happenstance. It's an accidental factor. It's not an expression of an individual's creative will. Hence, it isn't a malacha. A kavana, an intention, if it's not done to try and produce what you're talking about, if you move a chair to move a chair, but you will make furrows in the ground, making furrows in a ground might be a malacha. It might be a creative activity to make furrows in a ground for a specific purpose. But if it is done without the intention of those furrows, it doesn't fall into the category of a malacha. These ideas all come together to create a creative act. Creativity is at the core of what we mean by a malacha. So we see the painting grow in a way. We don't just mean don't do a malacha, we mean don't enact a creative human will. That means the consciousness has to be focused. The intention, kavana, has to be in place. Then there's two more components, the aim and the means. So what do I mean by an aim? We don't consider it a malacha if the aim of the creative activity is not the product itself. Maybe let's phrase it another way. If I'm digging a hole, but I'm not digging it to make a hole, I'm digging it for the earth that comes out. Meaning I want the earth, I don't want to dig the hole. Thereby, the actual digging of the hole isn't considered a malacha. The, the, the language that is used is malacha It's not needed for itself. This, once again, is a twist on the intention. It is a twist on what's going on here. This isn't the classic, straightforward human endeavor being focused on a task, thereby it misses the category of malacha. Now, this once again, a person can give this in isolation and it seems disconnected, but part of this greater tapestry. So we spoke about the aim. What about the means in which you... There's a notion called ka'achayad. It's done in a bizarre way. The way you try to achieve your goal was in a slightly strange way. You either did it with three people rather than one person, or you wrote a letter with your teeth rather than with your hand. Now, someone telling you that's not a malacha, it seems like a bit out there. Why isn't that a malacha? It's still writing. Yes, but the purpose of a malacha is to reflect the creative will, the intention, the full embodied person, not just the result. So a malacha, as part of this description, becomes this rich description of the human personality, which means all these criteria have to be in place or you're doing something strange. You're not doing something in the classical, intentional way that would classify itself as a malacha. So to sum up, we spoke about how a malacha is not just action, it's not a result, it's not work per se. 
it is the expression of the full will of an agent with intention, with creativity, with purpose, with a means and an aim in mind and carrying it out because that reflects the creativity that we are withholding from on the seventh day. So when the Torah describes a act of malacha on Shabbos as a negation of your purpose, as a negation of a relationship with Hashem, it kind of makes sense now because it fits into that overall structure. Shabbos is a proclaiming that God owns the universe and calls on me to be in covenant with him. I have space for God because I recognize I don't own the universe. The world isn't mine for the taking. I have a relationship. I have a responsibility. And by withholding from creativity on the seventh day, I bear testimony to this idea. Shabbos isn't a negation purely. Of course, I withhold from creative activity, but in a positive move to bear testimony to this principle that I am enacting. I withhold to leave space for God to show that God is the master and I am the one in covenant with God. I have purpose, purpose that it is built into the very fabric of reality. And that's the first step at the beginning of the week, which informs my week going forward and is a build-up from what passed. I live my week out in anticipation of Shabbos because Shabbos isn't only a day of rest, it is a day where I proclaim the most fundamental principles of my tradition. Purpose, covenant, holiness, because I lift myself up above the mundane week. And I proclaim these ideas by acting like God acted at his behest. I withhold from the most divine aspect of the human personality, my creativity. I withhold from Melocha. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful upcoming Shabbos.